Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. <laughs> is that go, Steven? Is that, is that the go sign? Well, Steven's not giving me the cues. The show is now live. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. This is episode 221. I'm your host, Brian Pierce, for this fine Tuesday evening. If you can't tell, sun's out, gun's out. It is in the high 90s here in Texas. It's absolutely horrible. So I wanted to make sure I put my tank top on for you guys. Can You can see that I've been working out, and it doesn't look like it at all. And Stuart Baylor still has everything bigger than me, which is more manly. And that's what we're going to talk about later on the show. Of course, Seat Time is brought to you by the fine folks at Fly Racing. You can learn more about Fly Racing at flyracing.com. Kinda Tire, you can find out more about them at Kinda tire.com and srt off-road which would be srtoffroad.com. thank you guys for making it so easy on me so a couple things obviously some house cleaning kind of stuff remember this is archived on the site youtube itunes stitcher all that kinds of stuff and i just want to say thank you to jaeger photos for leaving us a review uh, about the show on itunes appreciate that anybody else wants to do that and doesn't think we suck or do or whatever get there and type some shit uh, chat room, remember go to tlk.io slash tea time, or you can jump in the YouTube chat room, whichever you want to, if you want to talk about wor- you know, length versus girth for uh, Stuart and I tonight. I don't know if it could get weird, but we just want to go that way. And then, of course, the Team USA shirts, they are printing this week, so they should all be shipping out Sunday night. So they should be on the way on Monday for any of you guys that are wondering where those are. Uh, sorry, an email has not come out yet. So, Mr. Stuart Baylor, what the heck have you been doing, and why did you make us late? <laughs> well, um, I've been in Merwin, Missouri all day. Explain, explain, wait, what was that word? Merlin? Merwin. Oh, M-E-R-W-I-N. So well, not, not like the magician. What's that? Not the magician, Merlin. Yeah, well, the, the, reason, the reason you've never heard of it is because um, when you pull into town, the, the population sign says 63. Oh, that's impressive. It's, um, yeah, I think they're all brothers and sisters, and um, there's a, but there's a badass motocross there. So I've been spending my week there after the after the national enduro came out. Um, the guy that owns the place, Bill Graham, and the guy that runs the place, Luke. We've been hanging out, having a good time, doing some riding, and it's been sweet. Dig it, man. So is that uh? Is that something you try to do after events when you're driving yourself across the country? You try to go find a place to go ride, so you're not just driving straight back, you know, to another to an, like another location, another home, or races or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know, I obviously live on the road. I think last year I spent 260 days on the road, so um, you know, it's always good to find good places, and I spent enough time on the road to find what I think to be most of the best places, and. Uh, you know, being out in Missouri, I have a lot of a lot of friends out here, and I like to stop by and ride. And you know, the the dirt out here is not like anything you see anywhere else. I'm on the I'm on the Kansas line, and the dirt is this black loam that is so deep. I'm I mean, ruts that'll swallow little kids. So it's uh, it, it's it's unreal. I mean, there there's nothing like it. And um, you know, I have a really good time riding out here. A lot of the OMAs are in this area, so I, I usually like spending a lot of time out here. Yeah, it makes sense. And then is this where you found the little straight rhythm track that we saw on Instagram? Because it looked damn it, sweet. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's 500 yards. They're uh, they're thinking about making it a full thousand to make it just like the the actual Red Bull straight rhythms. But um, it's it's at that place and in, in Merwin. Um, it's called the Midwest Extreme Park, and uh, they it's under new owners, and they're just trying to pump it up and make it sweet. And, and they're doing really good at it. They've got they've got trails. They've they're they're they've got the moto track. The moto track's killer. Um, the straight rhythm they've got a slide that's like 35 feet tall going into the pond it's uh, if you've seen any of the the moto playground videos from the uh camp boom diggity right it was at place so so that's why it's that's why it's so sweet you know it's got the boom diggity set up still from a couple from i guess about a month ago so um you know it's got all the fun stuff the pit bike tracks the kids tracks the the moto tracks the turn tracks um, it's, it's a blast. I mean, I, I, I love coming out here and, uh, you know, during the, during the winter, I come out deer hunt and ride all winter long. So, you know, it's a, it's a good time. And anytime I get the chance to come out and this week, obviously racing in Missouri was one of those, I, I take advantage of it. Absolutely. Well, that's good, man. And, and I like kind of getting back into the roots of it, you know, like having fun riding with people that are fun to ride with, opposed to always feel like you have to train and stuff like that. Um, what did you think of that straight rhythm track uh, for what the idea behind it with no turns and things of that nature? I mean, if we're watching on Instagram, you look like you were riding it really well, but until you're next to somebody who maybe is a motocross racer, could we tell, you know, the speed difference and things of that nature? Well, um, I, I felt like I was going really fast on it, but Austin Forkner's like twice as fast on it. He lives right down the road from here. So, um, <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a really cool concept but um it's it's uh it's tough to get the hang of everything on wood settings you know i've got my national enduro suspension on right now and yeah that probably doesn't uh lead well to going super fast on a jumpy motocross straight rhythm yeah it doesn't do well at all so the first triple i went for yesterday um it was it was right off the bat my suspension bottomed off in the face and i was like all right yep no more we're going double the whole way down (laughs) so uh, it was that was a little bit scary i i made it over the triple and i and i didn't kill myself but when your suspension bottoms out on the face of a jump it's time to back her on down so um i'm gonna go i'm gonna come back in the off season when i don't have to worry about being safe yep and because well we all know my obvious long history of injuries so you know yeah i was about to say it sounds like you're making wise like almost educated decisions <laughs> baylor is this is this freaking it's you out a little well no it, it wasn't me at all my girlfriend's out here and you know how women are they basically take away your man card so um you know i i believe I, that yeah miss jade exactly. wilson every everybody knows so um yeah, so she's taking away my man card. Basically, every time I get on the bike, she's like, "If you go and hurt yourself, we can't afford a house payment, and it's not going to work out." So, I've got that on the back of my mind. And then Bill, the owner out here, he was sitting there and he was like, "You know, I I need you to help me pump this place up, and I need a good name of somebody who's getting good results. And if you're laid up in a hospital bed, we can't do that. So why don't yeah. you wait until the do?" <laughs> It's not as effective if you're the guy that we're showing on Instagram getting air flighted out of the facility. Exactly. You know, it's more so. effective when you have bitching like riding footage on the straight rhythm. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's what we're going for for now. But as soon as the season's over, I'm coming back out here. Um, I'm actually coming back the week between uh, Oklahoma, the last National Enduro, and um, and I think it's Ironman GNCC, something like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, between two races. So I'll be coming back through, and uh, and I'll get to hit it then get a little more practice and then i'll get to get real ballsy after the last gncc i'm coming back out so i am basically planning my year around hitting the straight rhythm i never never thought it would be this fun like i've never had that much fun on any track honestly like i i felt like a little kid on a 50 like i, I know you see him out at a track all the time the kids on the 50s that hit the same turn or the same bump over and over and over again yep that's how straight rhythm i wrote it I wrote it basically all day long and just played and, you know, just screwed around doing different things, came back to it. And, uh, that's, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a blast. Obviously I don't think it really turns over into any practice or any benefit, any benefits at all for riding woods, but I still have fun doing it. <laughs> okay. So were you on your two stroke? I didn't get the chance to hear the audio. No, I was on the, I was on the three fifty, the two stroke stayed at the house this trip okay so if you were to tell me if you were to emulate what the motorcycle sounded like while you were riding the straight rhythm like how would that <laughs> how would that come across to you <laughs> oh, and your, your compadres there in the cab are more than willing to take take this one for you <laughs> if they're uh, if they feel that they may have it in them luke i know you can make some noises <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it luke i don't really know this is this is what it says it says it says why don't it not get your fat ass off me why don't come on you wait too much what all and right it was like, and then his suspension was real bad so <laughs> it was it was a rough ride through there perfect <laughs> I like it. Well, that's a good start. I still think Max Gersten has you, unfortunately, when it comes to bike noises, but I'm glad that we tried. It's Max a good Gersten. time. Max Gersten has me in, in a lot of ways. That, that guy is just a, a nut job. I love it. He's great. Yeah, I would, I would completely <laughs> agree. So tell us a little bit. Congrats, by the way, on your win this past weekend, getting yourself up to second in the, the championship points there for the National Enduro. Um the watching Rob Mitchell's highlight video made it look like the terrain was epic. You guys had awesome trails to ride on, you know, for, so then for the innocent bystander out here that unfortunately had to watch it from Texas, tell me a little bit about some of those things that I couldn't notice, you know, from the pictures and from the video about the event. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a typical Missouri national enduro, you know, we've raced there obviously in the past. Um, the first four sections were, they seem to be a lot faster than usual. I know a lot of it was on trail that we've ridden before, but for some reason it just felt a little more open. Um, you know, obviously we've got the rocks to deal with out in Missouri. The they're not they're not normal rocks. They're they're I want to kill you rocks, and they're loose and they look like they're embedded, but as soon as you hit them, you realize they're not, and they roll over on your tires and send you flying. So. Um, you had to be really precise with your tire placement and it was easy to get ahead of yourself there. Um, you know, I, I luckily, I, I just felt smooth all day. Never really made too many mistakes. Um, and that was the key to it. It was, it was just trying to limit your, limit your errors. And, um, 
you know, there was a lot of places it, uh, I want to say that you could get ahead of yourself just, just wanting to race too hard into a corner or race too fast down straight away. And uh, with those rocks, you couldn't get off the track. You didn't, you didn't really want to. Anytime you did, it seemed there would be, there would be a rock behind every bush. And, um, you know, the track was the, – the dirt was better than I've ever seen at Missouri. Obviously, Missouri is just usually <laughs> – at least that side of the state is usually just rocks and and in this time of year it's just dry powder um you know that that race was uh really good the dirt was good all day it it, it poured for two days straight before we got there so everybody was kind of anticipating a mud race but it really wasn't that bad by the time we got to things it was the trail was really broken in it wasn't it wasn't too deep but you know it, i managed to have a good time doing it there was some sketchy stuff but um, you know, it was, it was fun all day long. It, and that's the thing. It's like uh, outside looking in, you know, watch having watched the recap video and seeing all the pictures now. Like it was a video. It was an event that I was like, holy crap! Like that's one of those ones. If you were gonna go and then like went home because of all the rain, you'd be slapping yourself because by the time, it, like you said, like it actually turned out amazing. The dirt looked super brownie perfect, um, and a lot of the reports read how how much faster. Um, the trail seemed to be going, so that's cool. But I read that you were on a 450. Uh, no, I'm on a 350. Okay. There's been, there's been a mix-up kind of all year long about the 450, 350 thing. I was, I, I've gone back and forth between the bikes, and um, you know, now I found myself on the 350. So I've basically ridden a little bit of everything all year long. Um, you know, obviously, the the last thing was the the last biggest change was the two-stroke and kind of brought that out for a few races but i'm back on the 350 for now um you know it's it's just uh i found it too tough to actually make changes that that big during the season um you know i think i think it could have been a little better if i would have been able to get on it a little sooner and uh get get some testing on it but you know we weren't able to find the time to really fine-tune that bike and um you know, I was able to, I've, I've had all season on the 350, so I know what it does. I, I, I can anticipate every move, and uh, that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I, I know I know exactly what my bike's going to do when I get on that 350 and line up. And on the two-stroke, it's uh, I'm running my 350 suspension, and it's obviously two, two, uh, two to three spring rates too stiff, and it's just, it, it doesn't seem to work like I need it to. So, um you know, I kind of dug myself a little bit of a hole. I wish I wouldn't have changed to the two-stroke, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, when when I'm when I'm doing all the bike work myself, it's a whole lot easier to keep that two-stroke running. And uh, luckily, my dad stepped in; he's helped out, and that's why we made the switch back to the 350. He's been able to help me out the last few races and uh, put a lot more time into it, so I can still train during the week, make it to the races, and and have a reliable bike when I show up. Right. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, your dad's a bitchin' dude. I think anytime your dad comes up, it always... I just relive 2013 at Big Sky, like, every night over and over again with your father. And uh, <laughs> just you just can't... Are you talking about bar hopping? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like... I'm just- I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, yeah. Like, like we had a couple ladies that tried to take us home, but your dad talked us out of that. It was like, Brian, that's a bad idea. I was like, I'm going to listen to you, Mr. Baylor. You seem like an upstanding individual. Uh, <laughs> worked out for all of us. So it was a good time. Um, so we got a lot of stuff coming up, other stuff that's happened in the past. You got fourth at Unadilla. You did really good there. You got sixth at TKO. You got four laps in. Cody Webb did eight. You know, so there's like, 
What one of those past experiences would you like to bring up first? <clears throat> well, I'll start with TKO. I, I feel like that's the, that's the one that everybody likes to hear about. So TKO, this is the first year I've ever actually made it to the main. Um, the last year I tried it, I shattered my my hand in seven or eight places and uh, wasn't even able to make it out of the first moto. So, um, you know, I <clears throat> I uh, started off the day good. You know, I just kind of cruised. I think I finished tenth, which set me on the on row five for the second moto and. Um, went out there and got in the waterfall section and I was, I was doing pretty well. They said I was top five overall with adjusted time and I got in there and, um, you know, you, you have a lot of slower guys in front of you and the trail's a lot different when you're on row five. It, it's kind of screwed up how the, how the starting order goes. But, um, you know, it, it was, it was really tough to pick your lines through there and right. there's only be one line. So everybody was stuck in that one line. Um, but it was it, it was the most gnarly race I think I've ever done. The most physically demanding. I've never felt that rough after a race. I I felt more worn out after that day than I did after an ISDE. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely intense. Now that's me for a mortal human being. Like I, I'm I'm not talking about Cody Webb. I feel like he got done, grabbed this grabbed the 24 pack got hammered drunk and then rode the next day like i feel like that's what cody <laughs> that's like the, that's like that's that's the way i imagine it just because he's that much of a hard ass like that guy is unreal he trail rode up the waterfall the waterfall where i don't know if you saw videos but i had the bike over my shoulder like pressing it doing a full shoulder press to get it up the waterfall <laughs> it's like wheel tapping up it so uh, you know, for, for, for all the humans out there, it was the most gnarly race ever. Um, there was one hill section where it took myself, Corey Buttrick, Mike Brown. Um, uh, there was a couple other people there. I can't remember everybody, but um, I think Ben Kelly. There was, there was a pile of us, and it took all of us working as a team to get our bikes up the hill. Oh, my they gosh. They said they right up it so. was that was that hill climb and a hill climb that that would have had spectators or was that one that was a little bit further out in the middle of nowhere no i was kind of in the middle of nowhere there was only four or five people there okay it was it was called the ledges i believe it was probably eric Pernard, sean finley and two uh trials people that probably knew exactly where it was and they were like ha suckers yeah exactly. yeah people jeff aaron was here jeff aaron was oh, sitting nice. there and everybody's everybody was sitting there mad um mike mike took his helmet off and he looked at jeff he was like how many people have come up this so far and he said six or seven and he said holy shit <laughs> and they didn't have help and he's like nah they they made it up i mean they struggled a little bit but they made it and mike was like huh. well then things have changed since they came through here and obviously it was raining at that point right. you know the rains out it was miserable um it was, it was, uh, it, it was brutal to say the least. And then during the, during the final moto, I, I, you know, I rode pretty decent. I stopped a few times. I hung out with Corey Buttrick, talked to Corey Grafunder, talked to some people <laughs> on the side. Of the hey guys, how's uh, it going? <laughs> just, just smiling uh, away. I, yeah. Saw, saw, uh, saw Cody Webb sitting on the side of the track and I was like, Hey man, what's going on? You know? He's like, oh, I just don't want to do another lap, so we're just gonna 
wait until this 30 minutes is up and then I'm going to cross the finish line. So I was like, ah, oh, cool. You know, cause it was 30 minutes plus a lap. So, right. uh, you know, I sat there and talked to him and then I pulled in and they were like, you got six. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was, I, I spent <laughs> talking to people, revving my bike, doing burnouts on the bridge, <laughs> yelling at the crowd. You know, it, it was, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that I couldn't believe that I ended up six. I would have actually kept riding even at a slow pace. I would have been top, top three, top four. And uh, it, I just, I, I really couldn't believe it. I, I thought I was like outside the top 10. So that's why I was talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you happen to see the photo epic that we put out after the Tennessee knockout? No. Okay. Go look at the Sea Time page. Go to the photo epic section. And there are two pictures of you side by side. They're two completely different sections of the final, but you're making the exact same horribly disgusting-looking face. Like you were just like you just so much focus and so much hate going on. It is absolutely hilarious, man. I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. Deep time. Oh yeah, we got him here on the. Is that showing on the on the show right now, Steven? Awesome. Yeah. So we got. It's like. Uh, one of them is you in the creek on the right, and then the other one's you in the creek where all the people are at, you know. And so, like, but you have this like awesome face. It's it's pretty it's pretty epic. All right, where is it? Did you find the photo epics? Is that you? That's probably what uh, halfway down. If you're on your phone. On Instagram. On Oh no no no! It's like on not on. Uh, I don't think I. Put, it's on seattime.co. It's the website, not on Instagram. Okay, all I'm right, hold on. She's finding it. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll, yeah. So tell her, Jade, go to seattime.co and in the nav, there's photo epics, and then you'll see the the one from 2016 Tennessee knockout in there, and then about halfway down, you'll find the one the ones of Stu. Um, yeah, dude, it was pretty epic. But I think like what's what's jacked up is everybody was making those faces, you know. So like, there's a lot of pictures that I got of different people, and it, it's just you could tell that that main uh, was smoking everybody. Like you guys were totally freaking waxed. And so yeah, to do four laps and come in sixth is uh, is impressive. Because <laughs> I didn't get through the full day on Saturday, so. <laughs> All right, I got I got our. You lap. got them. I, I got now yeah I, I look pretty i look pissed off i know you look angry but you see what i mean like it's the exact same facial expression in both of those pictures but they just happen to be different angles and different placements on the trail and stuff <laughs> i bet cody webb smiles when he rides through that stuff like i, I bet he's like grinning in ear to ear like just you know out for a joy ride <laughs> thinking about <laughs> he's probably singing I bet he's singing in his head. Like I, I wonder what he's singing. Like, could you imagine the songs that he sings? What uh, do you think he lit? Oh God, I hope it's not something like pansy like though, because that would suck if he's like listening to like Imagine Dragons in his I head. Bet, I bet he thinks about Taylor Swift. Oh God, while he's riding, and he's like, he's like singing, he's like singing love songs while he's going through the through the rock gardens. He's like going through different rom com movies in his head, like all about love and stuff like oh yeah back when that oh i love it when they get back together it's so cute yeah I don't for know, sure. that's ex- like like i think that's exactly what he does while he goes to the rocks like that 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 has to sum it up that's the only thing i can think of i i would agree i would agree so 
What are you going to have in your head in Spain? Are you going to take a note from Cody Webb and bring some of that uh, Taylor Swift with you to the ISDE? My head in Spain. Well, all I want is a gold medal. And I plan on a hat. What's going through my mind in Spain is the after party, the ISDE after party, because we're coming back with two gold medals this year, three gold medals this year, all the trophy teams, junior trophy, World Trophy and Women's Trophy. I, that's that's the plan. Um, I think uh, the after party is what I'm looking forward to. So I don't care about anything else, just the after party, because I know USA is going to go over there and 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 show them show them what we've been trying to show them for a long time. I like it. I like it, man. And I've brought it up multiple times on this on this on this show. 2012 Germany after party blew my freaking mind. Like. Like so, Matty Phillips, right? Just won the overall enduro GP for 2016. That jerk got me so wasted off of Red Bull vodkas, and then half the other Australians were buying me beers. And then like this, I was like, oh, dude, uh, it was so. So I can only imagine if you guys win and you get to party with the United States and Stuart Baylor, like it would be probably be pretty damn epic. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, that that's that's all I'm worried about is how how sick the after party's going to be, because you know we're all going to have our gold medals around the neck. No shirts, just gold medals. Just gold medals. <laughs> no clothes, just gold. Medals. <laughs> like, uh, sorry guys, I have to show you guys all of my winning parts. <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, okay, so you've got Mountaineer Run coming up this weekend. That's what we get to look forward to. Um, any thoughts going into that? You got fourth at Unadilla. Um, you know, you're still doing okay in the points and things of that nature, but you know, uh, trying to get back on the podium, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, uh, after my injuries from a few years ago, it's taken a long time to really get back in the swing of things with the GNCCs. And, you know, I got a podium earlier this year, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't a podium that I'm proud of. You know, I, uh, ended up fourth overall, Bollinger beat me in the overall, um, Duvall ended up running out of gas. There was a couple other people that had issues throughout the day. So it's not like, you know, obviously I guess to, to finish first, you must first finish. That's, that's an old saying, but at the same time, it's not one that I'm proud of. So, um, you know, last year eight was probably the first GNCC where I came off the track and I was actually proud of my performance. You know, I, I felt really good all day. Um, until the last, the last little bit, I, uh, I had some issues. My friend, brakes went out which obviously is one of the the most uh crucial things on a bike you know that's all we use so um it's hard to keep your front end into a corner it's hard to get stopped for the corner um i keep a finger on that on the front brake all the time so with the front brakes going the last couple laps that uh that that made things a little tougher but um you know i was i was running i was running good lap times i felt like i still had more fuel in the tank at the end of the race and that's the first time in a long time that that's actually happened. And, uh, you know, I've, I've changed some things and I it just, it just seems to be working. So looking forward to the Mountaineer run. Um, I've only finished that race once I've been injured every year that we've gone there. So, um, except one. So that's, uh, that, that's a track where anything can happen. You know, it's, it's not as technical as snowshoe, but it still is a really technical race. And uh, the biggest thing is just making sure you don't get ahead of yourself. Don't make any mistakes too early in the race. And um, 
don't hurt yourself in the rocks. You know, it's uh, it's really high speed, and GNCC's had a lot of high speed stuff, and it's not really not really what I what I enjoy when I go racing. So um, the biggest thing is just trying to stay safe, smooth, and uh, and under control. So with the rocks and the high speed, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I definitely want to get back on the podium. Um, you know, that's obviously obviously the goal every weekend and. You know, if it, it it would be great with me if I could just watch Caleb ride for a lap. That's uh, yeah. I think right now, honestly, I think everybody wants to do that, but I don't think anybody can. <laughs> right. It seems like he can just get out when he gets out front. It's just like he's gone. So you, like everybody's trying to at least beat him to the first three turns, so that way he's not immediately just taken off on everybody. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's kind of insane to watch that happen. I can only. Imagine it's even in more insane to watch it just from you know a couple hundred yards behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know when, when you watch Caleb ride, it almost seems like it's effortless. Uh, everything's so flawless. He, he he's really in control, and uh, that's that's one of the things that that's one of the things that I I want to see. I I want to witness it. I want to see what's going on. And I think I think that's one of the reasons that when he makes that pass for the lead, he doesn't screw around with another rider. He goes. You know, he he takes off. He he gets a gap. He doesn't want anybody to see what he's doing differently. And, you know, I've been in that position before, back before I got entered, you know, I was doing the same thing. I didn't want to see people. I don't, I didn't want people seeing what I was doing different than what they were doing. And, uh, you know, I, when I saw cameras, I, I rode smooth and I rode in control and I stood up and, um, when the cameras weren't there, I rode differently. I, I rode like I knew how to win. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, uh, everything's a secret at the end of the day you know you don't want everybody knowing every secret you've got and right i think that's the point that caleb is you know he he took off at unadilla and and had 45 seconds after the first lap and he doesn't want anybody to see what he's doing he doesn't he he doesn't want anybody in their head he in his head he doesn't he doesn't care he just wants to be the man to beat and um you know he's he's obviously doing that really well right now yeah, it's it's pretty intense to watch that guy do what he's been doing. Um, well, dude, I really appreciate the time. I know that you guys have been traveling. You're going to be heading your way down to Morgantown, West Virginia, to make it to the Mountaineer for GNCC. Well, good luck on the traveling. Good luck on the racing. Uh, if we don't get a chance to talk before you do head over to the ISDE, uh, good luck there. Have fun. I, I will, with the ISDE and all that stuff, will I see you? You'll be at the last round of the National Enduro. Is that correct? Yeah, we'll come back from ISDE, and then I'll pack up my stuff and hit the road straight over to Oklahoma. So okay, awesome. Um, no breaks. <laughs> We've had. I, I, we were just trying to calculate my weekends for the season. I uh, I've had one week off since um, since January, and that week I did riding school. So um, in turn, I've had no weeks off since January, and uh, I'm just ready to go deer hunting and not have service not have phone service not see a dirt bike for like a month awesome well i'll make sure that while those time those random times that you're out there hunting and you're like you're getting pinged with stuff that it's pictures of my genitalia so that way you're just like this is the perfect reason to not have service still because woody's <laughs> genitalia will pop up from the internet and it's going to be like i mean they look good but i just don't want to see them anymore it's just too much i can't handle it <laughs> All right, that works. <laughs> like, just so that we could like, you could we could take pictures of them, like Photoshop them onto pictures of the dead deer that you get. So it's like, what is going on? I just, I don't get it. It's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much for taking the time. You have fun out there. Drive safe, and we will definitely chat with you soon.
All right. Thanks, man. We'll see you. Peace. Awesome. So very cool. I, uh, as we were talking about this, Jesse Peters is in the chat room talking about an interview that a few weeks back that uh, Zach Osborne did on MotoAddicts.com. Uh, it's very very bottom where they're talking about the ISDE. Let's go ahead and get Brady uh, pulled up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out really quick um, and see if we could talk about it at the bottom with the ISDE and see. Yeah, I know you're not going to the ISDE, but Teams USA chances. Are, I don't know. I think their chances are good. It's just a tough race to win. Half the reason we get beat is because they're better at cheating than we are. Not that they all cheat, but there's some backdoor stuff that is going on out in the middle of the woods where they're getting head gaskets off of other people. And a lot of the times, the French guys have chase bikes that are identical to their race bikes. Hey, transfer while the other one's getting serviced or whatever. It's a tough race to win just because there's not a lot of regulation and there's a lot of factors that play into it. Now, that's interesting. Holy crap. Brady, what is up, my friend? But I am reading some interesting information. We're going to have to reach out to Moto X Addicts and Zach Osborne and talk about this a little bit more. But for those of you guys who are interested to read more about what Jesse brought to our attention from the chat room, Again, it's on Moto X Addicts. I'm going to go ahead and save this so that I can share it with Seat Time a little bit later, uh, all of you guys and fans and stuff. I think that's a really interesting comment that he made. Uh, I haven't heard about any stuff like that to say that it hasn't happened. Who am I? I am obviously not competing out there. I'm not doing that kind of stuff. But, Jesse, thank you for bringing it to my attention. Um, I'd love to dig into that some more and figure that kind of stuff out. But, Mr. Brady Davis, how in the heck is your evening going, kind sir? What up, dude? Yeah, yeah. Where's Admiral? My evening is great. My evening is going really great. Uh, what, what's the temp- What's the temperature out there in the Pacific Northwest? Um, it's about fifty-eight, sixty-ish. Uh, it's kind of cool today. Do you see what I'm wearing? Yeah, dude, I got it on too. Nice, Damn. bro. But I got the sleeveless version. You know why? Because it was ninety-seven degrees in Texas today. <laughs> That is a joke. Is that not ridiculous? It is late September. What is happening in my life right now? That's a total joke. It's so unfortunate, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of take life as it comes and just go with it. But when you realize that you have to get in your van, you turn the AC on blast, you point all the vents at your chest and up your pant legs just so it feels (laughs) semi-comfortable, you're like... This is this is a bad day. Like this is not how I wanted this day this to go. Is bad, this is a bad day. <laughs> you just try to figure it out. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is obviously you're just fun to chat with, regardless. But you just did like an epic dirt bike bachelor party in the Pacific Northwest woods. So for all the dudes that could potentially want to put an event like this together for one of their moto bros, like how do we make that happen? Like what are I just, some- I just messed this up. Did you just drop us? Messed up on my phone, so I got to put my headphones in oh my god brady davis Uh, i can hear you better i can hear you better so how do we like learn how to put together such an epic like moto pro bachelor party weekend what are some of the key factors to make this amazing key key factors is you got to have people you can trust (laughs) to be (laughs) honest Um, you know, I that's probably lucky, a number one that I am so number glad one, that you brought up. You can trust. Yeah, I don't think many um, people would remember that. Yeah, I got lucky because uh, we just got a really good group of friends up here that have been riding forever. And, um, you know, not every one of them, not all of them rode dirt bikes, but a lot of them. There you go. <laughs> Proud of you. Not all of them rode dirt bikes, but we all share the same, you know, like hobbies, going outside, doing whatever. So, 
I kind of just got the list of like people that needed to go, people that wanted to be a part of it. And I just kind of gave them chores. Like I was kind of just super bossy. I was like, <laughs> I grabbed like, I had like night, I had, uh, how many did I have? 18 people. Holy only balls. one, only one couldn't make it. So we had a total of, well, I guess it was, no, we had 18 total, but anyway, one guy couldn't make it. So I just grabbed like five people in a group text. I'm like, Hey, can you get a keg and can you provide breakfast for everybody in the morning on Saturday? They're like, yeah, we got this. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to text you on Tuesday, the day before we leave. And, <laughs> and remind I you. want a yes or I want a yes or no answer. If you can bring it to my house the next day. And I pretty much did that with everybody and it worked out really good. We had way too much food and way too much beer and way too much booze. And we had way too much fun. <laughs> I love it, man. That's the way that bachelor, Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, regardless of having dirt bikes or not, that is the way that bachelor parties are supposed to go. Like when you wake up the next day, you need to immediately grab and just get a beer and start drinking it because you're like, Yeah, it was I have too yeah, much. Was, I have to drink more. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I kind of planned a, a dirt bike for uh, Saturday and then had like a little rendezvous point like midway midday so the guys the other guys that aren't riding drive their trucks up there and they had little mini portable barbecues and we had bots and hot dog or you know, and hamburgers or whatnot and chips beer Bloody Marys all sorts of things Snacks. just to make it you know super <laughs> awesome just stacked dude and I had this awesome view of like Lake Chelan you know that I had planned out at this certain rendezvous point but apparent like we got right it was kind of rainy and we started going up and up and up and it was just like the wind was just so heavy going up this side of this mountain it was like literally like i've never felt like i was riding on a trail and the wind was literally playing effect to like my line choice and in this in the certain area that i was at it was just like sketchy goat trail like rock shale like kind of like colorado but maybe even a little more extreme in some points like it was, was it was it like thin. where mike Rhodes went off the side of the mountain Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was <laughs> but it was foggy and you could only see twenty feet in front of you and you had sidewind coming up the hill about ready to knock you over. So you're saying we would not have come home with Mike Rotes. Say that again? <laughs> we would not have come home with Mike Rotes. No, he he wouldn't like it. <laughs> I, no, I take that back. He would love it, dude. He would love it. <laughs> we'll bring him. We'll make sure he, he's at he the next adventure. <laughs> So yeah, uh, did, mean, did it all work out though? Did you get to your little rendezvous and make sure that all the truck people met up with the moto people? Well, not really, which is kind of a kind of a bummer. But we got to the spot and they weren't there. But it was so cold, so rainy, so windy. Like we were like, well, what are we gonna do? Like wait around and see if they show up. I'm like, well, I told them two o'clock, and I was kind of pissed because I'm like, you know, the best man. I'm the organizer. Right. I told them two hours and we were there in two hours and like 20 minutes. So we were pretty close, you know, for having like a group of like eight riders or so to go 15 miles and meet at some spot. Pretty good guess, I thought. So I was kind of pissed that they weren't there. But uh, I guess we only missed them by like a couple of minutes. But we were like, what are we going to do? Make a fire? Like, I'm like, well, we don't have a view. We're on top of this mountain. Like we're getting rained on. It's windy. I'm like, maybe we should go down the hill a little bit and try to find a spot. So he kind of went down and found a spot and then was trying to like make a fire. <laughs> and like, I was so cold. <laughs> I was literally like, had my bike on idle and just like holding the, holding the gas and just like putting my glove behind my muffler, letting water just like spew out, just like revving it and water spitting out of my glove. 
and like it's all steamy and i'd have to switch hands and like i was so cold okay well this and is so what scares like, me is you're much more of a man than i am uh not not only when it comes to like being a man in life but being a man on that 500 so i can only imagine like <laughs> the situation that my little like like cold-blooded body would have been into because i probably would have been over there oh, yeah, you would have hated like, it yeah like I just, you would have hated it and everyone else was like i kind of gave everyone a hard time because i was like dude you're in washington like it's normally super hot like it's kind of rainy but it's always going to be like muggy and hot so i'm like i'm not wearing a jacket and i like, kind of talked to everybody else out of not wearing a jacket. what a dick like me and the me and the groom are like no dude you don't need a jacket you're fine like it's gonna get hot once we get up top but sure enough that was not the case and uh you know i wish i had a jacket or something i didn't even wear like a t-shirt underneath my jersey just because i sweat too much and get hot and so i was like no nah, i don't need it but uh yeah i wish i had something because it was it was horrible the only person that didn't get cold was my buddy cody because every time we stopped he's like no nah, i'm gonna do like trial stuff on my 250 like he just started playing on logs for like 20 minutes. And he's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, we're all freezing. We're going back down the hill. Oh my god! So we tried to, we tried to do like a big, like a lot of roost marks and stuff. And one of my buddy grabbed a stick and wrote like Hanson party left. It's like to try to do something, but you know, so we ended up just bagging it and went back down the trail. And then my buddy took my, uh, 500 up the road and found where they were at. And they were at this super awesome, like like man-made cabin for like elk hunting and deer hunting that someone made and they had like a wood stove in there and they had chairs tables they had like bunk beds with like extra blankets and stuff in there and they're like playing cars drinking beer and we're like <laughs> i think they came down and told me that i was so pissed what did they do like, like did oh, they like get on airbnb and like find this fucking thing on airbnb like how did they find this amazing cabin uh no well they were just like like you know, it took us two hours and 20 minutes to get up there, like, for a truck. Right. It wasn't really, like, a Jeep trail or anything. It was just, like, a dirt road. So it took them, like, probably, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes max. So they were just, like, driving around, shooting clay pigeons and doing whatever. You know, they were having their own little fun while we were riding dirt bikes, which is fine. But then they found this cabin, and they're like, well, we need to find them at the rendezvous point and then bring them to the cabin. So they had good intention, and it would have been awesome. But from the sounds of it, I'm like, yeah, we were there at, like, 220 and we left at like 2.30, like we begged it. And they're like, dude, we left the cabin at 2.30. I'm like, dude, we like, I seriously just had to have missed him by like a couple of minutes, which sucked. But which it's, it did really suck because then we got back to camp and we're cold and we're hungry. Trailer's locked. All the, all the beer, the keg's gone. <laughs> the, the brats are gone and the hamburgers are gone. And... uh <laughs> Luckily, we got we ended up getting into the trailer, so at least we could change and whatnot. But you know, well, yeah, like, well, what I mean, do we do? Like, you you we're made, starving, so you we, made that. So we trailer. just started drinking the hard liquor. Yeah, there we just go. started drinking hard liquor and called it a day. <laughs> they came down and made us broths and stuff. We're like, <laughs> all right, let's have dinner. <laughs> so, did we get any good Admiral Nelson pose pictures? Post pictures, like pose, like anybody doing the Admiral Nelson pose? Oh no, not that I'm aware of. Um, I'm we, did just, I'm keg, just... we did a lot of cakes. We did a lot of cakes, We got a couple of pictures of that. Oh, you needed to have sent those to me so we could have put them on the show. Oh, I should have. I sent you a couple, but 
Not not the not kicks. The, not an actual partying. Not the kicks. Yeah, you got a. Uh, we got the one with the with the sheep on the motorcycle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was a sheep. Was that a sheep? Yeah, that was definitely a sheep, and it uh, it was it was for exactly what you think it might be for. <laughs> it's a fluffy. It's a practice fluffy. Uh, yeah, you could say that. It's for people who are like I think I might be into fluffy. And I don't know, so I'm going to practice with this uh, fluffy blow-up thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sure, that sounds, uh, that sounds I was legit. actually surprised. I thought it was just like a sheep wearing fishnets, and then someone started blowing it up. I'm like, oh, that's like a real thing that you can buy, I guess. That's super weird, but like, super I, awesome. Why did they put that hole them. there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was it was fun in the morning. I made uh, my buddy put that on and do a wheelie, and we took his picture and stuff of him wheeling with the sheep on his bike. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go back and look at your Instagram. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's on the Instagram. Okay, so he had a blast though. That was like half. That was half the fun because like think of your best buddy. Like you always go riding with. You always do like all this epic shit, plan big trips and stuff. And like me and him are like. We're a right-hand man, always playing like all this stuff. And we're just like, tell our friends, we're doing this, we're doing it then, bring this, do that, whatever. So when it comes to his bachelor party, I'm trying to like keep it a little secretive. And like, I just got all this good stuff planned. Like my buddy got, my buddy took Friday off work to smoke brisket and pork at his house. And then he waited for his other two buddies to get off work. And then they drove over with like all this smoked meat. Then we just heated up on the barbecue and it was divine it was so good that does sound it was crazy like all this cool stuff like extra to like just the awesome writing we're gonna do couldn't tell him like i was just like i was just like antsy the whole like week leading up right and he was he was super pumped i told him to bring his dirt bike dirt bike gear camping gear and like 20 bucks in ones and that was it (laughs) he had no (laughs) he had no idea he's like the ones are for the lot lizards on the drive out yeah, he's like, what is $20 in ones for? I'm like, just bring it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got to pay for the good times. I have to ask, yeah, though. exactly. Now exactly. that we've had some time, we're a couple months back from riding in Colorado, and we had a chance to get the kind of the first, the, the first shorter version of the Seat Time Adventures video out. Like, what do you think? Like, now that you've had a chance to show it to your friends and p- other people that you ride with and buddies and stuff like that, like, excuse me, like, what's the... What's the thought process been for everybody else? Um, everyone's pumped because I kind of like I, when I first watched it, I was like super excited, so I just watched it and didn't read like what you said in the email. Like you know, it's obviously like kind of an introduction to like what the actual ride is, and not like it's not the main thing, right? Like that's right. what I got from right. it. Right? Yeah. There's gonna yeah. be a much longer, like more. We just we yeah, knew that, like we I, didn't want to spend six months working on it, so we wanted to get something out that could right. be a little bit more over encompassing about what Sea Time Adventures is. And obviously, all that footage is from this year, and then we will do a much more in-depth, more documentary-style version of of this year's ride as well. Yeah, so that's that's what I came to find out after my excitement was like through the roof, and like that that video was like perfect. It like really brings in what we're what we're trying to do with that ride. Just like good time, you know, awesome hardcore, you know. You know, it just drains you. It just drains your body riding. You know, like that's that's what we're trying to do. Yep. And then just kind of like you know a little introduction of what that is, and then you know, like you were saying, like coming back to camp, we want to drink beer, 
we want to talk about all our like awesome crashes and all our awesome successes like you know like doing whatever you know like getting up a certain hill or getting up a certain section like everyone would stop and be super pumped for everybody else and you know just like the stoke level was high for everybody and like showing that off to like people that you know maybe just maybe even just saw last year's video it's like obviously a lot different i think they're i think my at least my friends and family are like super excited to see the long version i am too like i'm pumped i am too steven yeah, like that was a. Yeah. I think that was a really <laughs> good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think Steven's yeah. excited too. Steven's, Steven's like, man, I, yeah. I, once I start working on it, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so I heard you were gonna yeah, like be in that, a magazine. That introduction was awesome, and then one of my buddies like, "Who's that guy at the end of the video?" I'm like, "Oh, that's damn Daniel, dude." <laughs> like he had to. Have, he had to have been like eight beers in when he did that little interview. Yeah, he may have had some Mike. He may have had some Mike Rotes help as well. Who knows? Like at that point, like yeah, like at that point, Colorado like, high. Right, we'll throw Daniel in. Oh man, no, it was like he, uh, I don't remember what it was, but Stephen and I talked about that a couple times, and it was originally that section of Daniel talking was more in the middle of the video with some of the other people, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. That is the best way to end this video. Like that has to be like the blooper exit kind of thing. And it just it really does encapsulate just everything in the way that that guy talks about everything that's going on. Like you know, he's the non moto guy just talking about like his his quick little stuff about it. So it was uh yeah, it was a great way that it wrapped up. No, that was hilarious because I remember him talking. I was like, dude, I was sitting there so still trying to get this awesome shot and bug this eating me alive. I'm like, Daniel, you're my hero, dude. You're making, you're doing all this hard work, making us chumps look super good. Like, I appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. And if you, hey, Daniel, you're watching, still appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, still a thumbs up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you're going to be you in know, a magazine. It's obviously super good, except the, the cold. Yeah, I think, does it, so Seat Time's going to have a magazine? Is that what I hear? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't know what, how that happened. Uh, my girlfriend works at a dermatology office, and like someone came in that she went to high school with or something. Was like, oh, I saw your boyfriend do this like dirt bike thing. Like, I was at the dentist getting my teeth cleaned last week. I'm pretty sure I saw him in a magazine. <laughs> and she like, she like put some jokey thing on like Facebook like after that video came out, and then my mom saw it. And my, you know, my mom like has no idea. She's like. Well, if there's a Seat Time magazine, uh, will you get me a Seat Time magazine? Because I want one if you're in it. I'm like, Mom, I'm not in a magazine. <laughs> like, it's just some like random like weird thing, and then I texted you about it or whatever. I, I was like, man, I would love to have a magazine. I don't think yeah, it's going to happen. My mom, but my mom would be super pumped. Yeah, as long as we got Brady Davis on the cover every issue, we got one subscriber. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. I love it. Well, dude, uh, so so give us a Sorry little about bit. That. No, you're good. What's, what else is coming up for the Brady Davis? For me, um, I might be doing a, a 24-hour race on the 500. Oh. Me and three, uh, me, me and three other buddies. So that might be exciting. What? And then when's the um, date of the Desert 100 for next year? A roundabout. Um, roundabout. Uh, just in case if Mike and Kenda's listening, is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, like, hey, Mike Tosh. Uh, usually, well, I'm not sure because uh, it used to be the second weekend in April because Supercross, or no, how did that work? Supercross was the second weekend in April in Seattle, 
and then the Desert 100 the first weekend. It, last year, I think it was on the first, like two years in a row. It was like April Fools on the Desert 100. But um, I think I hear they're bringing they're bringing Supercross back this year because we haven't had it for the last two years in Seattle. They got rid of it because the venue was super expensive, from what I heard, and the pits were terrible, dude, awful. But um, so I'm not sure. It's either the first or second weekend in April is the Desert 100, right. and I'm obviously going to that. Me and you are partners, hopefully. We can, we can, fingers crossed. Do we have to ride the 500? You'll have to ride the 500, yeah. Will the so horn okay still be on it? Beep, 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 beep. What's beep. that? Will the horn still be on it? Absolutely. Oh, you have to have the horn on the race, dude. There's so many Joe Schmoes that are just like, you got to get out of my way, dude. I'll let you start, though, because I, that, that looks like something oh, you could do way better than me, so... No, absolutely not. You have you've never been there. I'm telling <laughs> <Damn> you. <it. laughs> no, I'm telling you right now. Like it's a little intimidating, but it's something. If you're gonna go there, maybe one time, two times, whatever, you have to do the start. It is unlike anything else I've ever seen or witnessed. It is like hands down the biggest adrenaline rush I've ever got in my life. There's it's it's like a football. I mean, they just like line you up. Um, they line, I mean, how many people are in the first wave or second wave? last year like over a thousand a thousand each wave they do they do like the iron man class first which is the highest class so they have like almost a thousand people signing up in a single file row and they light off this giant cannon and once you see or hear the cannon you just take off running about 50 feet to your bike you jump on your bike and you ride through like a mile of desert in between like a 20 foot uh section where the tires are stacked and there's two american flags same thing with the second wave. It's like all one lappers, like the women's class, the team class, the old timer class, the vintage class, you know, but all that adds up or like 15 and under class, like a lot of kids in there. So when you get, you know, like when you choose start, you're like just balls of the wall to the end. And then you're kind of like open for a little bit. And then you start catching up to the other people that are doing the Ironman. And that's not necessarily like a race for them. It's more survival. And I'm saying that like open heartedly because I've been there. I've done that race just to survive it when I was younger. I did 15 under class the first time and I told myself, I am never ever doing two laps. I am that's not even fun. 100 miles is terrible. And then I finally got a new bike, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to do it. And then I got a new bike, I'm like, I got to do it again. And I'm like, you know, I took a year off. I'm like, well, kind of miss it. It's kind of fun. You come in the pits, you just hate your life. Your pants are just destroyed, blisters, you're body is just wrecked i'm not doing it but the start just like that initial little bit of it you've got to do it okay you're gonna start and i'm just gonna pick people off on the second lap just like last year all right i'll that's try the, i'll try not to get us too far back in the pecking order so that that way you don't have too much work to do when it no, comes dude, to as long as you're as long as you're out there with the grin honking the horn at people having a good time that's what it's all about holy shit i just got a text message think... from jason parsons and he's watching right now and he's like the desert 100 is nuts you got to do it he said that him and cole from fast company are doing it next year so we have to do it because they're going to be there doing it too are they they're from fast company because yeah they're from uh, washington flex bars Utah. are a little bent my flex bars are a little bent <laughs> I've Wait, had them for like four years, and they're a little from, bit. Just from being out. awesome on your motorcycle yeah. or from other stuff? Oh, just from being wicked awesome. I there think. it is. Okay. Well, let's, let's, yeah. let's be honest. It's not like – I think it – Because they're amazing bars, but whenever you do crazy-ass Brady Davis shit, it can get weird. What, what's that? 
They said whenever you do crazy Brady Davis stuff, it could get weird. Yeah, I mean, it gets weird every now and then. But I think I actually bent him in Colorado when I crashed. One of the 12 times? Whoa, one of one, my friend. One of one. Oh, uh, yeah, that was probably me, one of 12. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, yes, yeah, Jason they Parsons. Know. If they it works know. out, gonna, we'll see you there. They'll probably text you again and say, you have to, if you've never done it, you have to do this target. It's something you got to experience. Yeah, well, I'm, afra- I'm already afraid, but I'll do it. I'll do it for you, Mr. Brady Davis. I'd be afraid because it's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. It is a little terrifying. Well, uh, some of the stuff we've got coming up, of course, is Enduro Cross this weekend. Picks back up round four in Arizona. It's going to be neat. Taylor Robert is going to be there. He's back in town now. Uh, the world and the Enduro GPs are over. Look forward to him being there. Alta, also the electric motorcycle company that has probably what most people are considering the first real electric dirt bike. The dirt bike that could potentially compete against other 250cc four-strokes uh, in that division will be raced by uh, Kurt Nickel. So that's going to be cool to see. So if you guys are in there, yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, Brady Davis, any thoughts on this uh, electric motorcycle and what it could I mean, potentially I've, mean as we move forward into the into this market that will eventually open up? I've seen, I've seen like jo- or uh, is it Josh Hill? Not not Justin Hill. Josh Hill ride that thing on like Instagram, and I've seen like other things on Instagram of people just ripping it up. And I think it's really cool. Like I like all motorcycles, all shapes and sizes, you know, all years, old or new, whatever. I'm an enthusiast, obviously. So I think it's pretty sweet. And I actually, like when I first saw that someone was going to be racing in Cross, I'm like, that is like the perfect race for that bike. Cause supercross or motocross, like that's kind of long. Like I'm not sure about battery life and, you know, and like stuff like that, but right. Cross, kind of just like an all out sprint which I feel like that battery could hold up, and it's apparently super torquey from what I've read and what I've seen. Right. I'm actually kind of kind of excited to see how it does. Yeah, and Kurt Nichols is an awesome like racer. Like, the dude's been on road bikes, he's been on dirt bikes, he's been on all kinds of shit, won the vet enduro cross multiple, multiple times. So, yeah, dude, you got something <laughs> on your nose. It is awesome. <laughs> It's yeah, underneath. I, I think it's cool. It's underneath. I'm, I'm into it. Right, keep, nope, underneath. <laughs> underneath. No, my, my, yeah, my girlfriend was saying I got something on my face. Yeah, you do. Like, all of a sudden, you just, like, went to or pick I, a booger and, like, wipe some that weird... That I'm yelling like, too loud. I got headphones <laughs> in, so who knows? Who knows? It's perfect. It's the way we like it. Yeah. Are you finding a but, mirror? I think I'm all right. I think I'm good. That's better now. Better now, for sure. Is that better? Better now. <laughs> better now. Trying to... Trying to start this barbecue. I gotta cook some chicken for dinner. All right. Well, let's. You get to the barbecue, cook dinner for the family, and we will uh, finish <laughs> up the show here. But we obviously appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Congratulations on being a kick-ass uh, bachelor hoster of the parties. Uh, Twenty dollars. Hey, thanks, a couple man. Of I appreciate that. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, that. I'm already married, so I don't have. A, I won't. I don't have an opportunity for you to throw me a bachelor party, but. <laughs> I think at some point in time, we'll have to find some kind of excuse to get together outside of riding motorcycles and just uh, find a way to cause trouble. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It was it was cool because everyone, everyone was actually pretty psyched of like all the, like, the hard work I did. But I'm like, I didn't really do, like, I didn't feel like I did a lot. I just like, I just basically told people what to do and they delivered, which made it super easy. But one guy is actually engaged right now and he has his best man in that same group. And he's like, I think I might just ask you to like plan this same thing. <laughs> and then maybe you can just invite my best man, Jake. I'm like, oh, Jake Webb right there? Yeah, I'll do that. The guy that I'm standing <laughs> next to that you tell me yeah, the like, story. Yeah, like, like right next to me. And he, <laughs> Jake's like, yeah, thanks, Mark. 
<laughs> yeah, suck it. Come on, man. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Well, you could always start a business because we were actually, so we had a bachelor party that we went to and we had the party posse put on the back of our little bachelor bachelor party shirts and people kept asking nice. us like, what's up with the with the party posse? And we we're like, oh, we're, we're like a group of friends that you can hire to like hang out with. You know, so say you got like lame friends and you don't want to like invite them to your thing, you can like hire us. And people were like, You do that for a living? We're like, Yes! Like totally fucking yes. with them. And they like totally <laughs> bought it. It was like the best shit ever. So we should do that. We should be the party posse. Yeah, let's do it. I'm all in. I like, I like playing at parties. I like being at parties. Super fun. Forgetting to, wire, <laughs> forgetting to wear clothes. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, but before you burn yourself, sheep. get out of here and right, cook man. a good dinner. All right. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Dig it. All right, man. You take it easy. Thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm always super pumped. It's, it's always a good awesome. time with the awesome with the fun man, Brady Davis. Yeah, we'll see you soon, buddy. We'll Bye. talk more about the Desert 100. Oh, God. Start, start YouTubing. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Later. Awesome. So the, the uh, what Brady's talking about with the Desert 100 is uh, we want to see – if there's a chance that we could find some support to help get me out to the Desert 100, he's got the bike, he's got all the connections out there, and then that way him and I could do the two-man team uh, to race the Desert 100. We obviously think it would be a ton of fun and figure that kind of stuff out. So that's where that came about. So Jason Parsons, if you can uh, talk to people that you know to make that happen, um, let us know. Uh, one of the things that Stephen wanted me to remind you guys about, because I forgot to at the beginning, the Muddy Microphone podcast that we were on is out, so you can go check that out. Muddy Microphone, go go search for it on YouTube, um, on iTunes, not YouTube, and you'll be able to find all that kinds of stuff out there. We had a great time talking with those dudes. We really talked about a lot of other crazy stuff. So if you want to know more about Stephen and myself and why we're so interested, not just in dirt bikes and off-road, but a lot of the technology behind why we do seat time the way that we do it, um, definitely go tune in because we do go down some of those interesting technology rabbit holes and some of the things that do perk Stephen and I's interest besides big boobs, dirt bikes, and being you know dirty and muddy. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. If I had, we had a ton of fun doing it, and if anybody else wants us to come on another podcast, you just let us know. You can also listen to DMXS, and I was on one of the DMX episode DMXS episodes about two weeks ago. Uh, again, tons of fun doing that, and I really appreciate those guys uh, taking the time to have us on to be able to talk about our brand a little bit and just kind of what we're doing and how we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, of course, thank you very much to Fly Racing. You want to go make sure you go to flyracing.com. Check out. They have their 2017 gear lineup out there. Go to the local dealer. Uh, if you don't go to your local dealer or it feels like, you know, excuse me, you're somebody that wants to shop online, we do have an affiliate link that will be in the description or in the notes that you can use to go shop on Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Again, that's nothing that costs you any extra money. It's just something that gives us a little bit of a kickback if you use that link to go purchase something. It's kind of the same thing with the Amazon link we have. If you shop on Amazon, go to seatime.co, click the Amazon banner, go to Amazon, buy whatever you buy, and it's just a small percentage of that kickback comes to us because of the fact that you went through seat time. So, it's a good way to help us if you like what we do and want us to be able to kind of keep moving forward and keep kind of bringing this out there. Of course, Kenda Tire, we were uh, the Ibex Tire. If you guys haven't had a chance to try that out, make sure you do. Equilibrium is also is great. Didn't get a chance to talk to Brady about that, but he was running the Equilibrium on his 500 while he was running around the Pacific Northwest at his bachelor party this past weekend. So they work on big bikes too. 
A lot of people think that they're just kind of, you know, for two strokes or for, you know, maybe 350s and 250s. It's like, no, he was running that thing on his 500 EXC all weekend in the Pacific Northwest, having a great time, getting tons of traction. So kindatire.com, go check them out. And SRT Off-Road, of course, you can find those guys at SRT Off-Road. If you need any protection for your bike, aftermarket parts, any of that kind of stuff, you can go find it there. And, you know, we were talking with Stuart Baylor Jr., the dude's on the, the SRT off-road team. You know, I mean, his bike's completely dialed and all that stuff. And even though he mentally may have checked out when it came to the end of the TKO Enduro, his bike made it the whole way. Um, and so, you know, that just goes to show not just the bike itself, but all the protection and all the parts that are on that machine, which are a lot of SRT off-road parts. So please go check those guys out. Again, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. If you want to get audio only, you can subscribe there. It's a great way to do it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out. Have fun out there. And just remember, always enjoy a pintful of awesome. We'll be live again next week to be able to talk about GNCC that's coming up. Be able to talk about Enduro Cross and all the fun stuff that's coming up. I've already talked to the Alta guys. I saw it, got an email back during the show because of the fact that I already want to have them on to start talking about some of the research R&D that they've done to get ready for Enduro Cross. I think what they're doing, you can tell what he, what Brady was saying, like watching on Instagram, the bike looks great. Like it's doing what it needs to do, right? But so now they need to start testing it in the real world, which is what they're going to start doing with Kurt Nickel. And so I'm going to talk to them next Tuesday. Hopefully we'll have them on the show to start talking about what they think. Like, did it go the way that you thought it was going to go? It didn't? Okay. How did it go wrong? How did it go right? Where are we going to make some changes? And then a little bit of backstory, too, of how they got to where they are. I think it's going to be really interesting. I know we're going to talk with Ty Tremaine a little bit next week, too. Um, I've been a little disappointed in the Enduro Cross coverage that we've been able to get throughout the past three rounds. And so he's somebody that I've had a, as a sounding board, and we've talked about some couple things. So him and I are going to go through our thoughts and opinions on that next weekend. So I think, I think next week is going to be is a good show to tune into if you're looking for a lot more honesty and opinions. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a good time. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you next week. Peace.